You're listening to Nightmare on Film Street. The current time is 6.66. Traffic is clear ahead from here to the afterlife. But it's hell outside. For the next hour, you're on Nightmare Time. So, let's give a grave welcome to our hosts, John and Kim. Hello again, fiends, and welcome to Nightmare on Film Street, horror for the casually obsessed. I'm Kim. I'm John. And this week, we are finishing off our Rage Cage double feature with the, I'm going to say underrated. Oh, yeah. Underrated high-budget movie. 100%. Ghost Rider is Nicolas Cage's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. <laughs> John, uh, before we get into this week's film, mm-hmm. I want you to say three good things about Ghost Rider to recommend it to anybody who has not seen the film yet and is on the fence. Sure. I mean, like these, these also work for anybody who's actually also seen it and sort of dismissed it when it came out. You really should rewatch Ghost Rider. I have to say one of my favorite rewatches in a long time. Yeah. Number one, it is a fucking Texas fried neo-western with the fuck with deals of the devil and a fucking flamethrower bicycle like uh, god damn how do you like how re- many points is this really I'm, I'm actually just describing like everything everybody already knows about ghost rider <laughs> but like god damn this movie it really really sells its neo-western vibes and uh you know you swap out horses for motorcycles you light them on fire you turn your hero into a skeleton and bam that's ghost rider i didn't realize how easily sold by skeleton i am until (laughs) i watched ghost rider just put a skeleton in anything and i'm like yo this is dope point number two nicholas cage drinks a martini glass full of jelly beans that's some in gr- lieu of alcohol. In lieu of alcohol, like he swills it around, like it's like it's got an olive in it that he's trying to mix in, and then just like shoots it down when he gets mad. It's brilliant. And I think point number three, this is oh maybe this is a bit of a cheat. You're gonna have to let me know if I gotta find something new here. But uh, you know, like really helping sell that neo western vibe, we got fucking Sam Elliott as a like a cemetery crypt keeper guy. <laughs> Those words didn't want to come out of my mouth, but here they are, out in the world and into your ears. He's a cemetery crypt keeper guy. A cemetery crypt keeper guy and narrator. Yeah, big old mustache on that boy, too. Maybe that's the third point, Sam Elliott's mustache. Sometimes you're born a ghost rider, sometimes you're not, and you make a deal with the devil and thus end up becoming a ghost rider. Sometimes you gotta dance with the ghost rider that brung you. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so those are three good things. Um, John, what's keeping you creepy this week? Honestly, really just the vibe of Ghost Rider. That's what I'm riding high on, especially now that we're talking about it. I'm like, my love for this. It's been a, it's been a little while since we've recorded this episode, but like, goddamn, there's a fire inside me that's just been restoked. <laughs> we should watch it again tonight. I fucking loved watching this ghost with chains just like rip roaring up a building, lighting shit on fire. You're going to talk about it in a minute. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, as of uh, dropping this episode, we are on the road. We are at Panic Fest. Uh, we've got some fun events happening. Happening there. It's Panic Fest in Kansas City, Missouri. Check it out if you're nearby. Come see us. Um, yeah, we're recording this in advance, so hopefully nothing crazy happened. Yeah, I mean, like, we're... Like, we're... they announced 16 more Halloween films. What do you think would be so crazy? Yeah, uh, 16 more Halloween films. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I mean, um, John Carpenter is going to direct a Nightmare on Elm Street movie. Yeah. <laughs> like, that'd be like, we'd have to talk about that. Yeah, like Jason versus Michael versus Leatherface. 
Hell yeah. We would be in the RV recording something. <laughs> That'd be great. Dear Jesus. Dear Lord. No, as it stands, we're just at home. I mean, at the time of recording, we still also haven't seen The Northman. I hope we loved it. I think, you know, if you're listening to this now, you'll have a better understanding of, of, of what we thought of it than we do right now sitting in these chairs. Uh, I, I will also probably have seen the unbearable weight of massive talent. Probably Excited not. for that? Yeah, I'm not like not keeping us creepy, but definitely in line with the Rage Cage discussion. Keep, keeping in lieu with Cage. Keeping us raging, right? But yes, like Kim said, we will be at Panic Fest this weekend. We will be hosting karaoke, and we will be recording a live podcast with Mick Garris celebrating the 30-year anniversary of Sleepwalkers. Come panic with us. Come drink with us. Come sing karaoke with us. It's going to be a blast. I'm not singing karaoke. I'm going to make Kim sing I'm, karaoke. I'm a cheer support person. I'm a wooer. Woo! Those, you know what? Good work. Every karaoke club needs a good wooer. Yeah. Wooers are underrated. We do not get enough credit. We keep the vibe rolling till 2 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just as the party started to dip and everybody's getting tired. Just one, one person from the back stands up. All you need is one person to woo. Like, the crowd's part. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Party's back on. That's Kim. So without further ado, let's throw the episode let's throw you over to the trailer for Ghost Rider. You should be taking a dirt nap after that ragdoll today. I got lucky. Luck don't cover it, JB. You got an angel looking after you. Maybe it's something else. Ghost Rider from 2007 is currently sitting at a 5.2 out of 10 on IMDb, 26% on Rotten Tomatoes, and a 2.2 out of 5 on Letterboxd. Wow. People think this movie's half good. <laughs> One, either, I, the, either the ghost or the Nicolas Cage. Honestly, I thought going into this, I was going to think it was half good. Yeah, that was... that. Oh, man, I was struggling real hard to figure out whether or not to watch... As the Ghost Rider expert of the group, whether yep. or not to watch Ghost Rider or Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance. 
I'm very happy we watched Ghost Rider. We are going to watch the second Ghost Rider after Tonight. This. <laughs> yeah, I before need. Before <laughs> the sun rises. <laughs> I need to watch it. Yeah, I saw this first when it came out in theaters, and I haven't seen it since. I had forgotten everything about it. Yeah. And I remember liking it, but I was like 17 at the time, so. You were just happy to be out of the fucking house. Yeah, so. Honestly, I I had low expectations, and this movie fucking blew me away. Can I tell you that uh, these these last two episodes have kind of been like your baby? Not that okay, so like you kind of deferred to me in terms of which of these two movies to pick, uh, but it was your idea to cover Vampire's Kiss, mm-hmm. and I don't think either of us realized how fitting of a pairing this was. Because both movies are essentially Nicolas Cage hunting around for for hidden contracts. Like, contracts <laughs> that no one can find because they're not in the spot they're supposed to be. <laughs> that's amazing. And also standing up girls he likes. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's a, that's a Cage move Commitment right issues with women. Hell yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, he doesn't have hair plugs in Vampire's Kiss, but he's got a very specific do. I I think it's a topper. I think it's a it's a rug. But you know what? Who are we to judge? He's a skeleton half the time. Isn't it great? It's isn't so it good. fucking amazing when it's, he turns into the goddamn fire skeleton? It, it's fucking crazy because you adore Nick Cage. You want Nick Cage to be on the screen all the time. Oh. But then <laughs> you get this fucking skull headed dude who doesn't sound like Nick Cage, but it definitely has like Nick Cage's shoulders. Nick Cage definitely acted it out. Hell yeah. And was probably the voice that they just edited so it doesn't sound like him at all. I'm sure he insisted that he be the person to do it. Too. Yeah, true. So it's like this weird push and pull because the action sequences with the fucking Ghost Rider skull head are fan-fucking-tastic. Right. Oh, man. But also the scenes with Nick Cage are fan-fucking-tastic. So I don't know which one I, like, when... You can't lose! No, it's, uh, it's like, I want more Ghost Rider, but then Nick Cage does something silly, and like drinking jelly beans out of a martini cup, and you're just like, no, it's fine, we'll stay here, it's great. I think that's because he was, if I, I, I have heard about this a little bit, and I don't remember exact details, don't quote me on it, but I'm pretty sure it's because it was supposed to be alcohol. And so, like, because I think the idea is that Johnny Blaze is living dangerously and recklessly, and so, like, he's drinking all the time and doing these impossible stunts. Like, he literally has a death wish, almost. Yeah. But uh, because, one, because of the rating, I guess, because it's kind of, it's gotta be a PG movie, and you can't have the lead good guy poisoning himself with alcohol they wrote it out or and i think nick cage fought for it like he really wanted it so he was like fine he's still gonna have the martini glass but we're putting jelly beans in it he fucking swishes it around at one point like there is an olive in it and i swear to god he only eats yellow and red jelly beans and those are johnny blaze's colors yeah baby (laughs) those are the colors of a carnival those are perfect. Those are also the colors that you need on your palette if you're going to turn this movie in black and white. And what is this but a fucking age-old Western? From start to fucking finish, this movie is a classic Western. I'm sorry that I'm, I sound so enthusiastic. No, I'm totally on board. I was like, this is the best updated Headless Horseman ever. Oh, man, I've never thought of it like that. Oh, That's genius. So good. And I was thinking that the whole time, and then when we got to fucking Sam Elliott, I was just like, oh, dear God. They say so. Some legends are born. Every, Others are forged Every skull has a motorcycle. Oh, and man. every motorcycle has a story. 
I, this I, is the story <laughs> of one of those. <laughs> I I really wish y'all could have been like we've. I wish we videotaped us watching this when Kim realized that Sam Elliott was also a rider and he came in on his fucking fire horse oh and they just God. rode off into the desert together. God damn, guys! <laughs> so much hooting and hollering happening up in here. I was lying down on the couch watching this movie and I had to sit up with my fists <laughs> in the air. I did. I knew he was like the old Ghost Rider. Like, I knew he was passing the torch. Obviously, he knew way too much shit about Ghost Riders. Yeah, right? <laughs> but when it was a fucking horse, I was dying. It was amazing. They're, fu- they're fucking just, like, ripping across the desert. It makes it, it, it makes no sense because he's like, well, it's the end of the line for me. <laughs> I'm going to go back that way. <laughs> like, it's really not that exciting if there's two good guys fighting the bad guys, so I guess this is my cue to exit. You got to do this one alone. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you gotta dance with the one that brung you. Oh. They're oh. fucking riding off in like the, the that Johnny Cash tune, Ghost Riders in the Sky, which is so perfect too, because this is also like a Judgment Day story, like it's Revelation, the end of the world is coming, that's what that fucking song is about, the four horsemen of the apocalypse. So rad. They kind of gloss over the idea that the Ghost Rider might be the fourth horseman of the apocalypse. Do they? Well, there's those other three do. I, mean, I guess not. This is headcanon. <laughs> <laughs> but I do love that the bad guys are like, er, like it's like the, the, the funky bunch of bad dudes. Like we got Earth, Wind, and Fire, and that's who he's going up against. The fourth element would, or sorry, yeah, Earth, Wind, and Water. He's the fire. My mistake. Like those those would be the four elements. Aren't the four horsemen? No, they're like plagues, aren't they, right? I don't know, man. I don't know at all. You've There's... done more Bibling than I have. I know, I realize that. Because you're like we were... at one point he's like, That's my favorite quote in the Bible. And I was like, <laughs> Yeah. Well, I think what I said was that Sure thing. That's the most metal quote from the Bible. No, you said my favorite. No, I don't know. It's possible. Maybe I said the coolest. I don't think I said my favorite. Like, oh, of all the quotes, that one, that one always gets me. And specifically, just it's not like it was like, ah, Jesus wept. Like it was uh our name is Legion or oh. my name is Legion. We are are many fucking rad dude what is that what context is that in the bible jesus comes up to a possessed dude and everybody's like oh man we got a possessed guy in this village it'd be so great if you could help us out and he shows up and the dude's possessed and he calls the demon and he asks what their name is and the demon this is in the bible this is the fucking bible baby this is fucking metal and he looks him in the eye and you're like as a reader you know <laughs> or a child in a pew at a church expecting him to be like my name's bad boys for life uh, but he's like, we are legion. We are many. Like the fact that there's the idea that there's just like a hundred, a thousand souls inside one dude is awesome. And then Jesus is all like, okay, I'll take you and I put you into those pigs over there. And the pigs are all like, oh God. And they jump off a cliff. That's how that whole story uh, goes. So this brings up an important point. Uh-huh. I don't care for the plot in this movie but it, the plot whoa whoa whoa, whoa. The, can I stop you right there yeah there's a plot in this movie yeah holy shit the plot is irrelevant yeah fucking Nick Cage is playing a motorcycle daredevil who sells his soul to the devil for basically nothing this sounds like the greatest plot ever what are you talking about and then about? becomes the grim reaper and he has but no I'm talking about like yeah I'm talking about like the minutia I'm talking uh. I'm talking about like there's this contract and you don't like Peter Fonda in this you gotta sign movie? the contract. You don't like Mephistopheles? <laughs> no, who the fuck 
fuck is Mephistopheles? <laughs> He's the dude who makes a contract. I thought he was Satan. Nah, so at the beginning of the movie, Sam Elliott's like, when you make a deal with the devil. And then at no point in the movie is he referred to as the devil. He's only referred to as Mephistopheles. Is that the devil? I they met am cross- uncertain on they, this. They met at a crossroads. Those, it's yeah, the those, fucking devil. There's a lot of visual aids that spell out in pop culture and that he's the devil. He's yeah. got a son who's out of control. Not like, the Antichrist, but the dude named Blackheart. Little Nickying all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> Not a great villain. So this this is definitely an era where the Vampire Diaries were fucking burning up the charts. I was gonna say, well, where studios were going whole hog into into CGI. Okay, they're like, we don't need makeup artists anymore. Nope, gone are the days of those professions. <laughs> Not nary a makeup was in this entire film. He's got he's all got of a... those bad guys could have been makeup, but they were all like, "Who? I'm smoke. I think... I can't be tame." I think the <laughs> I think the wet guy was practical. I think- yeah, they put gel in his hair, but then he was also water at oh, some Oh, man, point. can you imagine 6 a.m. call time? Like, all right, Dale, here's your bucket. <laughs> my favorite thing about him. every morning. My favorite thing about him was in, like, the group scenes. Every time the camera was on him, he made bubbles. <laughs> 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 like fucking little mermaid bubble sounds. Like, bloop, 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 bloop. under the sea. Yeah, good stuff. <laughs> I mean, plot-wise, there's not really... You've covered all the beats, basically. Yeah, I don't really understand any of the Mephistopheles. The devil stuff. I think the the alternating name is Mephisto, if that's easier for you. So he's like, you gotta get my son and his bros. And then he just basically gets his son and his bros. And then all of a sudden there's like, there's there's a contract that he needs so he can be cool for a minute, but you'll kill him anyway and it's fine. Okay, so here's the deal. Uh, he makes he makes him an offer he can't refuse to be cool for a minute so that way he can call on him at any time in his life oh the ghost rider yeah to do a job to do a favor it's just like so it's like the mafia like the devil mafia yeah that's probably why I said offer he can't refuse with that dumb mafia accent (laughs) I don't know if you see my hands right now I'm sorry goldfish I'm ringing I forgot I'm a goldfish (laughs) Yeah, so that's the idea. It's just like, hey, I need you to be muscle for me at some point when I need muscle. Right now, I got no plans for you, but it's always nice to have a ghost rider in the fucking back pocket. And he goes ahead and lives his life uh, with no joy (laughs) for (laughs) approximately an adult Nicolas Cage amount of time. And then at some point, his son, not called the Antichrist in the movie, but called Blackheart, uh, comes up, is going to take Mephistopheles' throne. To do that, he needs more souls for more power. So he's going to, this is Blackheart contract is a good, law. Blackheart is a good villain name for like a Western horror, though. Like, you got to get Blackheart. That's, uh, that's what this contract's all about. He's going to use the contract to get the souls to get power to dethrone his father. So, that, oh, so he okay. calls Ghost Rider, his fucking basically bodyguard, to like do his dirty work, stop his son from getting that contract, which he he also doesn't know where it is. I mean, maybe he does. He's Mephistopheles. I don't know. Uh, it took me like the whole movie to figure that out too, so don't feel that bad. But like, who gives a shit? All you want to see is this fucking guy turn into a fire skeleton and just like fuck up some dudes fuck up some dudes yeah just like rip up the roads drive up a building turn people's souls into ash rescue a pre-famous rebel wilson right (laughs) that was a surprise it was almost as good of a surprise as when he fucking drove up the side of a high rise man i love that shit 
Oh, not even, so good. Doesn't break the entire window as he drives up, just right? Just a trail. Just just breaks enough for the tire tracks. Because I, I guess it's because he's melting the window as he goes up. Oh. Is that what's happening? Okay. Okay. I'm surprised he didn't turn that sand dude into glass. Oh, that would have been cool. That would have been cool. I think he was wind, though. No, 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 no. The sand guy at the uh, at the train yard. He was sand? Yeah, he's sand. He's earth. Oh. He turned him into, like... He just like cooked them and turned them into rocks, I guess, right? Like, you are gravel now. Eat shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say more things I like about the Ghost Rider. His fucking chain. Oh, God. Chain's great. So good. It, you know, like, it completely justified Nicolas Cage's bad Texan accent throughout the whole movie. Because he had like, a lasso. Yeah, I was like, why is he doing that? Oh, it's a lasso. <laughs> Badass. So good. Just the fucking motion of wrapping it around his shoulders. I fucking love it. Yeah. Love it so hard. I mean, everybody, that's why they put it in the movie like a hundred times. Oh, I buy it though. It's great. I buy it. I actually have no idea whether or not the Ghost Rider is, I don't know if it's canon that he's Texan. I hope so. There are like not enough, I'm saying there are not enough Texas superheroes with zero knowledge of how many Texas (laughs) superheroes there are. But, uh, but damn, what a great choice. I hope that was something they made up for this movie because it's a genius move. But yeah, that accent, real, real fast and loose on that. You know, accent. It was, it was another reason why this was a great pairing with fucking Vampire's Kiss. That's because right. The accents, like you don't come for the accents, but you, they really are just the sugar on top. They're that spice dude who flicks the spice. Oh, you know, the spice a, dude just meme. Just a little salt. Yeah. yeah, it's Nick Cage's accents. Right on. Oh, so good, so uh, good. Just thinking about King Triton and his like existential forever. Are we really jail. going back there? Emotionally, no, I, I, mean, I do not want to go back there. No, I mean like I was just using that as a jumping off point to talking to talk a jumping off point. I'm gonna bring that back up for a half a second, ditch it completely, so I gotta talk about the what penance stare? Is that what it's called? Oh, I wrote it the down. The penance gaze. I fucking wrote it down. What's it called? Oh, I dropped my phone, so I don't have it. Okay. Uh it's the the penance stare. Penance stare. There we go. Yeah. You and pay your penance. So, but the greatest thing about it, so this is Mortal Kombat, and this is like an up, down, arrow, back, arrow, square, X, circle. This is how you finish them. Start button. Yeah. Move. It is a full-ass move that everybody knows the name for. Everybody, yeah. Like, the like, bad you guy's can't like, touch me with your penance stare. <laughs> your penance stare doesn't work on me, fool. Yep, yep. Uh, I guess that's a thing from the comics. I guess. I mean, they've all got a move. They've all got a thing they do. Oh, boy. It would have been cool if they didn't name it, but who gives a shit? It's a rad idea. Especially if you think about uh, like the robber that he saves uh, Rebel Wilson from. Mm-hmm. He does the penance stare on him. Do you think he dies? I mean, the guy in the end died. That was, well, let's 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 just focus on the burglar for a second. Okay, but I'm using context here. No, 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 no. The guy you, had, the... you had no context at minute 38. Okay, when you I saw... didn't think he died. I thought he was just like haunted exactly. by being a baddie. Yeah, that's 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 what I'm getting at. So you, he is experiencing all of the pain and suffering of all of his sins, all of the people that he's hurt in his entire life. That's fucking dark, bro. I that's it was fucking like amazing. The pain in the form of regret. I like, think he experiences it however everybody else feels it. So, no, I, I think it's something different. I think the volume of that pain converted to regret. Mm. So it's like if regret could be a physical ailment. 
All right. I mean, that's a, that's a fun idea. And you 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 multiply that a hundred thousand times. That's what happens to the bad guy at the end of this movie. Mm, Gives uh. him the pen and stare. He's got literally just like thousands of bad, awful yeah, souls. Yeah, and surely inside those of him. souls are bad. They're Some from the Wild least. West. They gotta be <laughs> awful. It's basically just like you've you've got like an entire city's population of serial killers living inside of you. That's true. You get one bad cup of whiskey, the whole bar you shoot up. Yeah. <laughs> There's not much else about this movie. I almost feel like we're we're I don't know we're we're not we're not all the way through the podcast, but I feel like we've covered it all. <laughs> it's because the plot is not important. How do you feel about Eva Mendes? I was gonna bring up Eva Mendes. I fucking love her. Yeah, it, just in general, you like her and everything. Uh, you know, I don't think I liked her before this. <laughs> I do fucking love her character in this, though. Okay. She, despite all of her best judgments, agrees to go on a date with Johnny Blaze. Oh, this date is good. But before that, just the fucking pickup scene where he does this monumental jump that should have killed him, and then he just runs off on his motorcycle down the freeway to go pick up his, like, long-lost lover. To just do, like, trick stunts and shit. Yeah, and he's, like, sitting on the front of his bike at at the window to the van, like, While driving it. Hey, baby. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, it's good stuff. It's, like, completely derails traffic, like, backed-up traffic on the 405 for hours. Oh, it's so fucking funny. Really good. But so she agrees to go on this date with him, and, of course... It, it coincides with the exact moment he's getting his Ghost Rider powers for the first time. So he stands her up, but she stays there like the whole night drinking wine. <laughs> oh. oh man, holding her wine glass with two hands. <laughs> the best part is that at some point she pulls an eight ball out of out of nowhere. Yeah, just like she just keeps a whole ass eight ball in her purse, <laughs> shakes it, sees the results. Does not show. Ab- doesn't yeah. show it to the camera. No, we never know what the results were, but she was not happy about it. I mean, as as someone who's used an eight ball many times, I'm sure it said not so clear. Shake again. Outlook not so good. Outlook's not so good. Thank you. Yeah, that's what <laughs> Haven't they? Isn't that still like a proprietary thing? Like, don't the people who invented the eight ball own the technology that makes it float to the top like that? Is there tech involved? Yeah, think. I th- thought it was just a snow globe. Here's here's what you got. Think. Remember, with a snow globe, everything that's inside of it falls down. With this, with the magic eight ball, you shake it and turn it up, and then the result comes to the top. Yeah, but it's just a hollow block in there. It floats. Okay, but what's to it's stop? It's just buoyant. What's to stop all of them from floating up there? There's only one. It's like a die. Oh, is that how it works? Yeah, it's like a triangle dice. My my my. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you silly goose. <laughs> I've just never given a thought. I'm like, it is magic. <laughs> okay. Surely it really is predicting my future. We better not give it any other thought. <laughs> we better save this, talk about it publicly in a few years, and blow everyone's minds. Uh, so this seems like a good opportunity to talk about how this... Now, oh, man. This is this is gonna get wild and weird. Now I don't have like twenty minutes of material planned on this. What's going on? But like you know how uh, Jim Carrey ha- had this thing where he's sort of talked about his career, and in retrospect, like all of the movies that he's chosen have meant something about where he was as a person, as an actor at this point in his life. And you can kind of trace the Jim Carrey we have now back to this moment of like the Truman Show, where he really made a movie about himself and how he feels in the entertainment industry. 
Okay. Don't you think that maybe Ghost Rider is Nicolas Cage's version of that? Don't you think he made a deal when he was very young that he didn't understand and has been looming over him hard and is like, the chickens are now coming home to roost in his adulthood? What? (laughs) I I think this movie speaks to Nicolas Cage on a deeper level than we understand. What? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And on top of that, he also has the gift of doing a movie like The Ghost Rider, which I think has been like a lifelong goal for him. Because like even Nicolas Cage, Cage is taken from, fuck, what comic book is it? I don't think it's, it'd be too easy to say it's taken from Ghost Rider. Because Blaze, Blaze has to be the original name of that, but I'm almost, I'm almost certain Johnny Cage. Well, that's Mortal Kombat. What is happening? I know, I'm I'm losing it, but the the name Cage is taken from I think the X-Men or something, right? Okay. Like cuz okay. it's his name's Coppola. The real life character of Nicolas Cage, right? Yes, real life Nicolas <laughs> Cage was a Coppola, changed yeah. his name to Nicolas Cage. Yeah, and became the Ghost Rider. And became the Ghost Rider. So, I think uh yeah, I think this movie Do you think it's like the tax man cometh? Is that what Mephist- the tax man cometh? <laughs> is I that mean, what if- Mephist- Mephist- Mephistopheles? Thank you. Uh, I don't. Ooh, yeah, it's hard to say because I definitely think that like his buddy, who's help, who like his like his head tech, the guy's like, oh man, you can't. R.I.P. Do- you can't. All oh, right, it's so sad when he I died. Was we both went no <laughs> when it happened. <laughs> we both liked him. <laughs> he is definitely uh, like a, a a stand-in for Nicolas Cage's agent or manager, right? And and Nicolas Cage keeps taking all these crazy roles that are like gonna end his career. Okay. And he's like, hey man, you can't do this. I don't know how I can just stand on the sidelines all the time and just like watch you risk your life and almost die. And Nicolas Cage is like, I got this. I have to do this for myself. I need to know whether or not people are coming to see me or my talent. Like, he's got to define, like, I need to prove that it's me out there. Like, I'm literally (laughs) taking lines from this movie. I think this might be, like, his most personal film. Okay, so when you started... Full of shit. I thought you were full of shit. I thought you were just like hanging out in Dung Beetle Town. You kind of you kind of wheeled me in with that last little bit. I, I think once we get to like two thirds, maybe halfway through the movie, that falls apart and it becomes a full superhero movie. But like all of the origin story building up to the redemption arc of the Ghost Rider and Nicolas Cage uh, is is all there in the beginning. Wow. And I'm gonna say in retrospect. Maybe that's how I should have been watching Vampire's Kiss. Uh, <laughs> but Ghost Rider. Something interesting, actually, is that this film was in development for, like, fucking forever. Of course it was. So it came out in 20, uh, 2007, was supposed to come out in 2006, started filming in 2005. Nicolas wow. Cage first signed on in 2001. Damn. Yeah. And then it took basically too long. And so, like Vampire's Kiss, he left and then came back because wow. he really wanted to fucking do the role. Goddamn. Yeah. That's amazing. Have you ever seen the... This is, like... I love that Nick Cage has like roles that haunt him. He's like, no, I gotta be the skeleton boat motorcycle man. Right. I'm so I'm so glad he's doing Dracula now. Uh, did you ever see the test screen test photos that he did for Superman? No. Tim Burton's Superman. Whoa. They were gonna get fuck me. Yeah. Tim Burton was gonna direct Superman. Oh, and God. it was going to be Nicolas Cage. He's in the suit. You can see the photos. It's I wa- nuts. I want to change universes. <laughs> where can we go where it's the Berenstein Bears and Nicolas Cage's Superman? Wow. 
that's so fucking cool. You're finding them and you're going to put them in our Discord right now. Okay, I can do so that. So that the people listening to this can by, fucking see I was going to say, by right now, you mean in several weeks from now in when we release In several weeks episode. from now. I can do that. Oh, my God. Wow. You know, you brought a whole lot to the table here. <laughs> I honestly, the only thing I had left to talk about- Wowie, wow, wow, fire. <laughs> was if that scene where Nick Cage looks in the mirror and he's fully fucking ripped. If, oh, yeah. I just wanted to know if that was CGI or not. <laughs> I think it was, I think he probably, he signed on in 2001. He had six years to get ready, but- um, There's I'm, one moment where he's just pointing with a naked arm and I was like, those are some good biceps on Nick Cage. That's great. Uh, I wonder if there's a real... First off, I think those were airbrushed a little bit, but I am sure he got nice and lean for that mirror scene. <laughs> Anytime you see him do any hand movement, it's the exact same. He loves the, like, pointed claw. He waves at people with the same hands that I use when I'm trying to do, like, the, like, I'm a ghoul. You know, like, I'm coming at you. Like the Dracula hands? The Dracula hands. Wow. It's really coming full circle, eh? Mesmerize. Yeah, he waves with that hand. He points with that hand. It must be iconic from the comic books or something. No, but he does it in every movie. It's not exclusive to this movie. Oh, maybe he broke his hand as a child and he can't make a fist. <laughs> maybe that's all it is. Oh, like he can't close his hand? Oh, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? Surely we've seen Nick Cage make a fist. <laughs> we have to have, unless it was always a double. Halt movie magic, baby, right? <laughs> fist double? <laughs> yeah, I'm Nick Cage's fist double. Been in the industry 46 years. <laughs> yeah. He does all his own ab work, but he needs a hand guy. <laughs> so, Kim, Peter Fonda, right? As the big bad in this movie, he kind of only shows up to just, like, sign contracts and, like, stomp his cane around and stuff. Don't you love Peter Fonda? Mm. I had a feeling. Yeah. He didn't have enough flair. So, I did really enjoy that moment when he's in the carnival tent. Also, shout out to the carnival. Love a carnival. So good. Uh, you don't even need to do anything cool with it. Just have a carnival. And yeah. I'm like, whoa, this movie's great. You could put Bradley Cooper in it, and I'd be like, oh, man, oh so Oh, my God. Awesome. Bradley Cooper's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> I forget everything he's done previously. Yeah, the moment when the devil... Mesothesophobies. Yep, that's him. Uh, is walking around the tent, and at one point he's got like a shadow, and it's like a full yeah! ass gremlin. Oh, I forgot about <laughs> that. Yeah, and the lightning strikes, and we, yeah, so good. Uh, I think the thing is like the pizzazz you're talking about him not having. He needed a little showmanship. I think that's why they hired Peter Fonda. I think for a, I'm going to say it, specific age group, <laughs> which I'm, I'm guessing the cutoff for that age group was one year before you were born, the day <laughs> the day after I was born. I snuck in right under the wire. Uh, I think Peter Fonda just always brings this to his roles, and I think it's... What does he bring? I'm, what are we asking? That's, 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 that's what I'm getting at. Like Peter Fonda is a weird character, and I apologize to everybody out there who is our age or younger who also doesn't know who the fuck Peter Fonda is, because I'm just an old-ass man. Jane Fonda's dad? Jane Fonda's brother. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Henry Fonda was their dad. Okay. Anyway, Peter Fonda just kind of like, for me, is sort of like, there's a meta quality to Peter Fonda in everything that he's in. He kind of is the face of Hollywood for me in some regard. Maybe that was helping compound my idea about this being a meta story about Nicolas Cage, because Peter Fonda is a weird actor, because I don't know that he necessarily has star power the way other people have star power, like a, like a Kurt Russell, you know? Uh, but he's like Hollywood legacy. So it's understated. It's subdued, kind of? Is that what you're trying to get? I don't know. It's, it's, it's the, like Peter Fonda has been such an icon in Hollywood since the 60s, 
Uh, like he he and Dennis Hopper sort of like helped usher in like the new Hollywood that sort of like brought in auteurism in the seventies. Like they made Easy Rider together. You're it changed TCM Hollywood. Up in here. I'm real sorry about this. <laughs> I didn't want to be. I know we're talking about a fucking dumb g- skeleton movie. Um, I liked when the, the bike turned into a skeleton bike. But I don't I don't know. Like there's just like anytime Peter Fonda shows up, it almost seems as though he is a surrogate for some sort of real life understanding of what Hollywood is like he is a a meta character we're peeking behind the curtain a little bit like you always know that he is a real person who exists in the real world so how do you bring that into Ghost Rider how does that apply I just I don't know is this just applying to you personally maybe I guess (laughs) uh yeah I mean but like fucking like even in like Steven Soderbergh movies when he shows up the like the limey he's kind of like a a meta Hollywood character like he is sort of a person that represents Hollywood if you know who Peter Fonda is. I'm just going to shut the fuck up. How's that sound? I know, I, but I, I see that, like, film could be, like, making a deal with the devil. Like, <laughs> you want to be an artist, but, like, fame fucking actually sucks. And, no, John, I don't know okay. what you mean. <laughs> Was sure. I close? <laughs> no, well, yeah, that's going back to my Nicolas Cage thing. I don't think I'm articulating my Peter Fonda idea very well, so I apologize for that. Okay, we're going to end on something a little bit more Nightmare on Film Streety. What is your single favorite moment of the film? Single favorite moment? Like a glimpse, a touch, weird dialogue, whatever you, whatever you fancy. It is the, the, the split second of this movie where you experience several emotions when you are having a rip-roaring good time watching the fucking Ghost Rider and, and the Ghost Rider from the Wild West. Oh, so good. Blazing across the desert. And then they, they, they run past a, an iguana and the iguana is so caught up in the in the hellfire badassery of this moment that he too becomes a skeleton and then dies. And you're like, oh shit. Like In a half a second, you're like, fuck yeah! Oh, poor little guy. <laughs> that actually looked really good. It looked great. None of of the other CGI makeups looked good at all, but the fucking iguana, on point. My favorite moment? Yeah. And I hope hope you fucking agree slash saw this. The Ghost Rider's motorcycle transforms out of Johnny Cage's regular motorcycle. Yeah, 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 yeah. When the first time it's degenerating Christine style into his old motorcycle, the skeleton turns into, like, skeleton hands that, like, pull down... Off and like disappear, but they they trail down the front of the bike. Yeah, like, and it honestly looks like you know when the the other mother and Coraline. I fucking knew you were gonna say that. Yeah, the other mother and Coraline does her like final transformation where she has like sewing needle skeleton hands. Yeah, they look like that. Yeah, and it's fucking amazing. It looks so, and he's got like a whole ass fucking rib cage and like the bottom carriage yeah, of it. It's oh great. man, it's, that bike's rad. It, the only thing that tops it was the fucking. Ghost Rider horse. <laughs> Man, all of the hard zoom-ins on people's eyeballs. Like, it's it's like a cross between, like, a, an Italian Western and a Mad Max movie. Well, I think they're trying to mirror comic panels. Like, what, what okay. you would see is in a standoff, you'd have, here's a full body shot, here's just a panel of the eyes, which is also happens to be Wild Westy. Fuck yeah, man. Uh, which is really fucking cool. I did really like the camera work. It was all over the place, especially in those CGI sequences. I I was just on board. I was here for the ride, and I just fucking, I just enjoyed the trip. 
I can't wait. I cannot wait to show you, or uh, honestly reintroduce you, because you've seen it. You've just forgotten about it. I have no memory of this movie. Ghost Rider 2, Spirit of Vengeance. Man, it's so fucking rad. There's a scene where he turns like a whole, does he got like a like a 40 foot chainsaw kind of thing? Like he Whoa. turns, it's like, I'm, I'm, I'm over explaining it, but it's like this giant piece of machinery that he turns into like his own fucking weapon. Best scene of the whole goddamn, well first off, directed by the guys that brought you Crank and Crank 2. Yeah. That's all you really need to know. There's a scene where a dude with a machine, he's like staring down a dude with a machine gun. And the guy with the machine gun just fucking opens up on him and he screams and opens his mouth. And this guy empties a clip into Ghost Rider's mouth. Stop and then he spoiling it. Spits the fucking bullets back at him. What? All on fire. Man, it's good stuff. Okay. We're going to watch Ghost Rider 2. But first, we have to do our ratings of Ghost Rider the first. Yeah. John? I'm, I'm giving Ghost Rider a 3.5 out of 4. I am also giving Ghost Rider a 3.5 out of 4. I almost gave it a 4 out of 4, but the ending he was just like, I'm not giving you back your curse. Yeah, oh, we didn't <laughs> even talk about that. I'm going to punish you with the abilities that you gaveth to me. Broke, and, his, broke his contract. And Mephistopheles is like, no. You'll pay for this. And he's like, there's going to be a second film and you have nothing to say about it. It's good stuff. Well, that's our coverage of Ghost Rider. Let us know what you thought of the film and this Nick Cage double feature. Uh, If you have any wild Nick Cage recommendations, give them to us. Or if you're looking for wild Nicolas Cage recommendations, come a knocking. Yeah, we we also have some. (laughs) You can tweet at us at NOFS Podcast on Twitter. You can find us in our Discord server at nofspodcast.com slash discord. And while you're at it, please, please, please leave a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever you're listening to this podcast. It really helps us grow the horde, get the show in front of more fiends like yourself, and climb the charts. Uh, it's, it takes no time. You've already got your phone in your hand or your pocket, I assume. <laughs> <laughs> Where is your phone? (laughs) Yeah, shit. Do you know where it is right now? Goddamn. Another podcast is about to come on that you did not subscribe to, and it's going to be really weird. Did you steal somebody's phone? Are you? What kind of madman steals someone's phone and then goes through their subscribe podcasts? But hey, I mean, while you've got it, five stars. Before yeah, before you sell it on Kijiji like a ruthless criminal, five stars on on Spotify. We won't tell anybody. Until next time, I'm Kim. I'm John. Stay creepy. It appears you made it out alive, but we'll get you next time. Help us to grow the horde. Leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you subscribe. More terror can be found lurking on our website, nofspodcast.com. Until next time, stay creepy, fiends.